The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to yet another episode here at the Kickpod Dojo. I am your host slash sensei TJ Williams giving you the insider of my martial arts journey as well as analyzing and discussing martial arts based subject and as always highlighting certain martial arts or martial artists around the world actors TV stars and world renowned martial artists from the past into the present. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached um, Black History Month, which is, we reached February, which is Black History Month. And um, I am really glad to say that um, I'm pretty much among the African-Americans or black people that get the opportunity to do martial arts. And, you know, for me, I've been doing it for over 20 years. You know, I'm reaching almost 25 years. So roughly I started when I was 11 or 12 and it's a great honor that people like me get the opportunity to really study this unique, like definitely different styles. You know, roughly I was talking to to another um, gentleman in the gym, or another black person, another African American. He was I was watching him doing kicks on the bag, and you know. I was watching. I didn't even say anything to him yet until I was like, I decided to do practice my katas. And, you know, I went over there and asked him, like, what style that he, what he did, you know, not to really try to act like I'm better. But, you know, you know, when I see somebody doing martial arts, you know, I, that sparks my interest. See, it's like what type of martial arts he do, does. So, but really, you know, when I see it, you know, it's just, that's me showing interest and really trying to understand different martial arts styles out there. So that's one thing that really, that I'm really proud of that I really have opportunity to do this. You know, I grew up watching martial arts movies and really getting in, trying to get into martial arts. And, you know, I had got my opportunity almost 25 years ago. So definitely this whole month will be contributing to black history. So I'm going to be talking about certain black martial artists that that have made an impact, not only in the entertainment business, but in martial arts in general. But before we kind of get on to our episode, you know, I want to talk about the certain things that happened this past week. Well, one thing, the... Another African American or another black actor actress that made an impact in the entertainment um business was uh Cicely Tyson who apparently passed away at the age of ninety six. You know, she's been an actor since nineteen fifty six, you know, doing movies like Bustin' Loose with Richard Pryor and you got Fried Green Tomatoes. I think with um Kate, uh, Kate or Katie Bates. Uh, yeah, Kate Bates. Yeah, and um you also got um 
hoodlums with um Lauren Fishburne. Yeah, I've seen that movie. Yeah, she played a manum in that movie, um, where it was like a war between African Americans and I think um Irish um mobster. And uh, also you got Tyler Perry's uh Why Did I Get Married too. So she was in that movie. You know, just to show a little honor toward um Cicely Tyson, I mean, really, you gotta really show that respect to pioneers that been in the movie long, long enough to be honored and really respected. So Cicely Tyson would be sadly missed. And speaking of some, speaking of someone be sadly missed, um, another um passing that has happened, not a black person, but um, if you're a fan of um, Saved by the Bell, uh. And you, yeah, I know there's probably a lot of fans that were um, upset by the bell. Um, Dustin Diamond, who was, of course, diagnosed with um, lung cancer, um, recently passed away. I don't know if he, if it was, um, I don't know if it was like part of the, the lung cancer, but possibly if it was the cause of his death. But nevertheless, um, you got Dustin Diamond, who is best known for his role in Saved by the Bell as Screech Powers. You know, he'll, he'll forever be known as Screech Powers. Like any other character he'd done wouldn't imagine um, people because, you know, Screech has been his biggest role. I mean, that's how it is. And, you know, you got other characters in that, move, in that um, show. You know, you got Mark Paul Goslar. Mario Lopez, and you got, um, yeah, you got, you got other characters. You got um, Elizabeth Beckley. And, you know, that's just really devastating. You know, and I always would like to have an opportunity to meet these um, famous celebrities. You know, I already met Mark Paul Gosselar and and Mario Lopez. You know, ironically, staying next to Mario Lopez, dressed up as Mario. Super Mario, you know, that's the ironic joke, you know, that's be the ironic joke, like, you dressed up as Super Mario, but yet you're standing next to a guy named Mario, <laughs> and, you know, really, that's just, um, silliness, but, you know, on a good note, um, this past, um, this, over this past weekend, um, for those who are a fan of the WWE, you know, I don't watch it as much, but, you know, I always am, Focusing on the major events like um, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and you know, Royal Rumble was this past weekend, and you know, <laughs> went to a, a Rumble party, being um, being hosted by um, one of the members of the pod or the, the pre podcast precinct. Um, yeah, we was like over there. It's like a lot of people. You know, we were having fun, like having our rumble, um, our rumble square something, and um, of course, I didn't win. You know, I got pretty much the worst draw, but you know, I'm not gonna, <sighs> not gonna be too mad about it. But you know, it was fun actually seeing that people that I haven't seen in a long time. Be a part of Royal Rumble. That's how it's. That's how it's been for the um the Royal Rumble. Pretty much since um 
because I guess I pretty much pretty much since um 1993 that's how they've been doing it they've been bringing in um people that have that you haven't seen in a while and they're back you know they may be back for a short time but you know they're and they may be returning to WWE you know which is nice but no but not to ruin it for people that haven't seen it yet but um just if you haven't seen the Royal Rumble make sure you um subscribe to the network or yeah and speaking of the network you know i hear that um of course it's being sold to peacock another um streaming service or another app that's um of course has the new say by the bell I haven't got it yet but of course when um wwe network um gets dysfunction i guess i have to get it but you know um that's just a little that's a little heads up on the news all right, and also coming up this week is um, the Super Bowl Fifty Five, in which, um, of course, my Buffalo Bills are the Buffalo Bills are not in the Super Bowl. Of course, after they lost to the Tampa, the 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 Kansas City Chiefs in the um, AFC Championship. And of course, um, you got the them um, the Chiefs versus the Buccaneers, in which has Tom Brady and. Um, yeah, Tom Brady in there as the quarterback. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sweat it. I may watch it, but you know, I'm more interested in the Super Bowl commercial. That's all. That's probably the reason why I watch the Super Bowl commercial. It, the the Super Bowl, the commercials, and as well as the halftime show. So there's no telling who's gonna perform for the halftime show. You know, they've got so many performers out there, young, ready, and hungry. So you know, you know, they always try to bring back like classic performers and you're having to perform but you know that's the one thing that makes the Super Bowl even good halftime show in the commercials all right so enough with um what's going on today's trends but now we're going to get on to our episode of um the kick pod and um I want to just I want to talk I want to um highlight the life and career of Jim Kelly and uh, no not the um not the Hall of Fame quarterback of the Buffalo Bills I mean I'm talking about the martial artist I'm not talking about, I'm talking about James Milton Kelly I mean best known for his role in um Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee and you know his famous line is um man you come right out of a comic book yeah, that's like the famous line people will remember him by. And other than that, his um, martial arts skills is like beyond ordinary. You know, you got him, like pretty much him, nice, tall, got an afro. You know, really a lot of, you know, you got a lot of characters that like portray him. You got, um, of course, one thing, one character I can think of um, from Tekken is Tiger. He has, he's like that the fro, but yet, um... He doesn't fight like Jim Kelly. He's like he fights like Eddie Gordo, but nevertheless, that's pretty much the trademark of um, uh, Kelly. Like him and his tra afro and his martial arts skills, like could be a dangerous combination. All right, so let's go take let's go back in time of who Jim Kelly was before he was the Jim Kelly. All right, so here he is, born in Millersburg, Kentucky. On May 5th, 1946, 
you know, really, um, it doesn't say much about how what his parents does, but mostly his father worked as a locker rental service for Navy personnel. personnel. So I'm guessing that his father was in the Navy or had mil some type of military service back in um, the 1940s, you know, definitely the 1940s going up to where J Kelly grew up. I think it wasn't much he can do as a African American, but yet he did everything he can to really be up there and really make himself um, well known. But yet, before beforehand, you know, he had his an athletic um, had an athletic career back in high school where he attended um, Bur no, Bourbon um, County High School. Yeah, that's um yeah, he played like accelerated in basketball, football and track and field. Yeah, I mean, out of all those three sports he did, I did football and track and field, but mostly field because um I was a shot putter and discus thrower. But as far as, far as football, you know, I was like offensive defensive line, but knowing him, he could have been a running back or even a quarterback or linebacker you know you had to have good offense as well as defense and you know as far as track it could have been a long jumper or a distant runner i mean or a pole vaulter i mean it doesn't say what he, what um what type of um events he did in um, track and field but i'm guessing those are the type of events he has you know which will probably accelerate his his speed and as well as his coordination all right, so, and he would go on to play football in college for the University of Louisville. And, of course, uh, in this case, um, he only lasted one, one semester or his, his freshman year because due, and he left due to, of course, um, a coach referring a black teammate with a racial slur. You know, I'm guessing that's the N-word, you know, and other type of words. And yet, um, I guess, yeah, like I say, he's living in the times where African-Americans were not appreciated, you know. Well, African-Americans were appreciated now compared to years ago. You know, this you're talking about around the era of Martin Luther King. Yeah, this is where he was living with. Yeah. Oh, but, you know, you know, today is no different. You know, you still got those certain people that don't understand don't understand us i mean but you know we work hard work very very hard to like get to where we're at like now you know i worked very hard to get my black belt you know i don't expect people to look at my color and expect it and expect um people to not get <clears throat> get a chance you know you want <clears throat> we talk about opportunities you know, you don't expect promises or guarantees, just opportunities. You know, you have an opportunity to get something, but yet you got an opportunity to show that you want it. All right, so that's the whole thing. All right. All right, so. Well, and since college, life wasn't working for him. You know, he left college his freshman year. You know, he decided to study Shorin Rai Karate. 
Yeah, and Shoin Rai is one of the major modern Okinawan martial arts and one of the oldest styles of karate. Um, and you can you got the combined elements of the traditional Okinawan fighting style. Um, let's see if I can say this right. Um, you got Shiraite. Shiraite. So looking at this, uh, this is going back some centuries ago. Well, pretty much going back to like um, the 15th century, the style of Shurin, Shurin Tai, or Shurin Tai. All right, so really but back that time, you know, there wasn't no kata application. You know, there was no bunkai. You know, there was just fighting. You know, you're just, um, you were just, um, just learn how to fight. So that's how it was. But usually, this is back in Okinawan. Okinawan, you know, I think there was like some type of war between J Japan and I guess, uh, I guess um, Okinawans weren't allowed to study any type of martial arts. But you know, if you're, if you want to protect yourself, you do whatever it takes to really train yourself to protect yourself. All right. So definitely, that's one of the styles that he studied. And um, just to analyze um, Kelly's um, fighting style, you know, I watched him incorporate his um, his martial arts skills in movies, and yet having his normal "I am cool" type of attitude. You know, that's the thing of martial arts. You know, you want to have a when you're when you're in class. You know, you want to have that honor. You want to show that you're there to learn. And not to be that one of them cocky people, but you know, not to say you can't be cool, but you know, when you're in martial arts, your your minds, your that's your mindset. Hey, right, so that's one thing you want to think about. You're focused. You got your mind on the the, the prize. Right. So definitely, definitely, this is one thing that you want to. So definitely, Kelly started. Definitely, this is where Kelly started training in Lexington, Kentucky, under Sin Kwan's the Shaolin Do and the Okinawan Karate under Gordon the Dover the Dover Sola the Dover Sola. I mean, definitely a master in um in Okinawan Karate. Of course, um, he's long passed away, and um, I guess that's his first instructor. Right. And it wasn't around the early 70s, you know, he became a most dedicated martial arts champion, or definitely karate champion, you know, competing, you know, competing in, um, in certain, um, <clears throat> in certain contests, winning four prestigious championships, including one in 1971, and he, where he became the, the world middle, middleweight karate champion, in Long Beach International Karate Championships. I mean, that's, you know, really, that's the thing about tournaments. You know, you got to look for those big tournaments. You know, the ones that I usually go to that's at least around me. I mean, one in particular is Smack International. Um, I think Sports Martial Arts Championships, that's what it stands for. You know, I, I competed in that a couple times. You know, I, I got a trophy from competing. I did it on open forum. And um, yeah, that's probably like my first trophy. And then I would go on to tournaments like the Kumite Classics down in Pittsburgh, which I won a trophy there. I mean, I think it's not, 
I think my goal is not to be the greatest champion, but at least win a trophy. So I came home with a trophy. So that's that's no big deal. I'm happy. You know, I don't have to sit around and be the best and try to be important. You know, I'm all I'm good. I'm the best of my version. I'm the best version of what I can be. All right, so that's pretty much Kelly's accomplishments. But you know, and just before, and just before acting, just before he get into acting, you know, he opened his own dojo in which frequent Hollywood celebrities would train, such as Calvin Longhart, Lock Lockhart, uh, the late um, Calvin Lockhart. You know, I best known him from um, his role in. Um, and um, let's do it again. And then uh, um, Uptown Saturday Night, with um, of course um, um, let's do it again. He played um, uh, a mobster or a gang leader, um, a bookie named um, Biggie Smalls. And yeah, that's how um, uh, Notorious B.I.G. got his name from. Um, is from that uh, movie, Biggie Smalls. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, he would train him, and, of course, um, later he would co-star with, um, with, um, Calvin in the movie, um, Melinda in 1972, and this would be, like, the start of his, um, martial arts career, or this, um, movie career, I mean, as, um, he was approached by Fred Worm, Fred Wine's, um, Trump, I guess it, White Trub, that um, he was a American Hollywood um, producer, and um, he of course he heard of um, Kelly's um, Cry Studio in Crenshaw, in the Crenshaw um, district of Los Angeles. Yeah, cause yeah, how often will you? Well, where will you go as a African American to train to train in martial arts? Of course, you go probably someplace you were comfortable with. So really, yeah, Crenshaw. Probably the worst part of um, Los Angeles. You know, he went in there to see him and wasn't immediately impressed. And then, of course, yeah, that would lead to his starring um, roles in um, in martial arts theme movies. Like, um, of course, you got Melinda and you got Black Belt Jones. Like, where uh, you got the plots. You got some a mafia learning the construction of a civic center and it was brought up to it was brought it was bought up and but it had bought off all the land that that um was tending to build the bill site instead of and except for a um except for a karate dojo and being um owned by pop pop bird or something that's when yeah that's what's it pop bird who refused to sell the um, give up his uh, give up his property, and of course you know then, of course you got Black Belt Jones um, getting well you got the um, the karate owner of the dojo enlisting Black Belt Jones who was played by Kelly, and uh, to uh, really to deal with the um mafia. All right, so that's the uh, that's uh, that's pretty much what it is, and then of course um, in 1973, he would get his role as Williams as um, in um, uh, Enter the Dragon, and you know this was probably my favorite movie of all time, Enter the Dragon. You know I still watch it to this day. You know any movie, any 
Bruce Lee movie that really impacted me the most was Enter the Dragon. You know, most of the things I really like to imitate. You know, I watch it, you know, I try to imitate, like, what Bruce Lee does in that movie. But yet, um, Jim Kelly made an impact in that movie. You know, you'll see him in scenes where, um, of course, one scene where he's being harassed by white cops and he, uh, and he fights them. And of course, yeah, and he goes and he flees. And yet, um, and yet he definitely, of course, in that movie, because he's friends with um, his um, Vietnam friend who was played by the late John Saxon, um, Roper. Yeah, and things get crazy when they team up with Bruce Lee. And it seemed like, and it was it was sad in that movie that um, he gets killed off by um, Hans. But you know, nevertheless, that was good movies. And then you go, he got, and he also does like more movies, like uh, the three, the the three, well, yeah, three, the way hard. And, yeah, I guess um, he joins a like a sort of a vigilante group uh, made up of Jim Brown, Jim Brown, and uh, what is uh. And another actor named um, for Fred Williamson. Yeah, you got this. And then, of course, uh, I guess his name is Mr. Key, Mr. Keys. I guess um, his mother named him Mr. Because, you know, it forced people, it forced people to show the respect. All right, so that's the thing in martial arts, you know. We're referred by Mr. Mr. or Mrs., they they don't refer to me as, you know, when martial arts, when you're a black belt, you're not referred to, you're not referred to um, your first name. You know, that's, that's um, I mean, I still show that respect to black belts. You know, I call my master Mr. I call other black belts in our organization Mr. And, you know, I call you know, it's kind of hard for me to call Chuck Norris his first name. You know, I, I know I said it here, but, you know, I refer to him as Grandmaster Norris. Or I never, I never refer his brother as, I refer his brother as Mr. Norris. You know, that's the respect in martial arts. So that's one thing you want to think about when you're doing martial arts. You know, you don't call anybody by their first name. You know, it's, it's, that's, that's just that's how it is in martial arts. It's not anything of sort of respect. It's just so respect. You know, you would do other movies like movies like Hot Potato, and you got Black Samurai, which was in a low budget film in 1977. I mean, really, definitely he would. Um, of course, he would. I guess he would play as. Um, play as an agent of dragon which stands for um defense reserve agency guardians of the of nations i mean of course he's playing tennis oh yes speaking of that yeah that's probably another um yeah speaking of um that it's um other than um him doing martial arts he's also was a professional tennis player no, he played in um, the U.S. T the T A 
so he used the United States uh, Tennis Association in, um, in a senior men's um, circuit. I mean, I don't know how good he was, but, you know, yeah. if it was a match between him and Serena Williams, in a, who would win? You know, you got Serena Williams that was, like, actually born into tennis. You no, know, her father trained her and her sister in tennis. But nevertheless, that's his, he was, no, that's the thing. He was really accelerating in sports. You know, football, basketball, track and field, tennis. You know, really, as a martial artist, you want to try to build yourself with, um, with, uh, with sports, try to accelerate. You know, I think he would go on to do other movies. You know, he probably do have a small roles in Undercover Brother. And um, I was watching uh, a YouTube video of um, him and LeBron James in a commercial. It seemed like LeBron James was going through dojo after dojo, trying to get past the fighting master, and just to dunk a basketball. And then he gets on to Jim Kelly. And he's like, you think you're super bad? I'm super bad. And he's like, you got no game, brother. And he just throws a jump shot and he makes it. And then, you know, you got Jim Kelly looking. <laughs> it's like surprised and stuff. But nevertheless, you know, that's probably the last time I've seen Jim Kelly in like um on television. Like, I mean, and after that, you know, you know, after being like married and. After being married like uh, uh, two, like twice, and of course, he met his last wife right up to his death, um, death of cancer. Yeah, he had cancer back in back in um, 2000, 2013, and of course, he was only sixty-seven. You know, living in his home in San San Diego, California. You know, it's a shame that they probably this. Jim Kelly probably be the one person I would would have wanted to meet, but you know, you know, like I said, I wish I have a lot of opportunities to meet famous people. You know, I always go to comic cons to really to really meet these people. Like you know, it's great that I actually met um, the three members of the Karate Kid slash Cobra Kai um, series, but nevertheless. Um, you know, these actors, these martial artists, you know, you all can say you could try to at least meet as many as you can possibly can before they go away. But um, nevertheless, it's, you know, that's the way life is. Now, I want to kind of analyze something, you know, if I was to had a chance to spar with um, Jim Kelly or even be learn from Jim Kelly, you know, one thing. I would probably learn the basics from the style he learns and um and also you know learn different ways his perspective of how to do self defense you know that'd be my dream if I was to actually train with Jim Kelly and to inspire him I'm probably gonna lose, but you know i I'd rather lose to somebody that's highly known to, than try to prove that I'm better, but you know that's the thing is i'm all about learning you know learn how to different ways to fight but but never but nevertheless you know i'm all i'm all good ears when it comes to 
uh, of martial arts, you know, you know, it really gives me the opportunity to really explore. You know, that's why, you know, I like going to these conventions that we have. And, you know, it just gives me that opportunity. Hey. Okay, so that concludes my episode really highlighting the life and career of Jim Kelly. And um, really getting to know him. Like, I wish I would actually interview somebody that really knew Jim Kelly very much to give him, give me their perspective of what Jim Kelly is capable of doing. But, you know, you know, probably like majority of the people that really worked with Jim Kelly or has done passed away. You know, you got John Saxon, Saxon, you got um, Bruce Lee. You know, you got all these people that really knew Jim Kelly that has done pass away. So I don't know who actually would actually know him personally. All right. So. Okay, so that does it with my episode. And um, for those who are now listening, and speaking of listeners, I mean, I went from having 6,000 listeners to 18,000 listeners from, like, from the end of, probably from the end of um, December to the end of January. My listener, my listeners have grown. People who listen that really open their ears up to this um, podcast it really, really did. And I'm just speechless, you know, creating something that really was going to be successful. So here I am. So here I am really getting people to listen. Hey, so, yeah. So if you want, if for you new listeners, if you want to listen to previous episodes, tune into the BICBPRadio.com as well as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And I'll catch you next time with another episode here in this Black History Month. And this is your sensei, TJ Williams, bowing out, and I'll see you. from the future telling you that your dream is going to come true what no way yeah you're going to have an awesome podcast called let's talk but no politics okay and new episodes come out every sunday on Beyonce.